I've been through trials and tribulations. Been a while since I was saved, and I'm not smiling rare occasions. This mess won't leave me depressed, and I know I need rest in the season of stress. Felt no recess since evil is prepped, and the bar is set, ain't leaving a nest. How can I leave a woman I love in that bad moment I hate? There was no one there that I trust. I placed my and hand over my face. And we're back. Um, for those of y'all listening to the Live as Christ podcast, we are back for the first time in a very long time, and I've got my friend Dalen with me. Again, Joy is uh, taking a break from Sports and Jesus, has some really cool ministry opportunities that he's focusing on now, and so we wish him the best and support him in that and are excited to see how God is going to use him um, in Amen. the future, and and God's already using them. But got Dalen with us. Uh, Dalen is has a, is al- almost has an MDiv degree, so he is bringing some uh, theological expertise that that sports and Jesus and to live as Christ hasn't really had up to this point. But um, but yeah, so so got Dalen with us today. Our topic is. Loving your neighbor, uh, the second greatest commandment, love your neighbor. And so we want to talk about that at some point in the near future. We're also going to do an episode on the greatest commandment, um, loving God. So just kind of think that that if you want to kind of sum up what a, a Christian is and what our goal is, is, is love God, love people. So uh, that's what we want to talk about. So we want to talk about today about loving people. We want to talk about like biblically where's that at? Where's that command at? Uh, what does it say exactly about it? And then we want to uh, kind of end up, finish up this episode with kind of talking practically in different situations and involving different different areas and different topics. Uh, what does that, what does loving your neighbor uh, as yourself look like? So, um, so yeah, so you, you ready for this, Dalen? Yes, sir. Yeah, so... Yeah, so let's get started. Uh, we are going to we're going to be in the Bible a lot today, so I'm going to let you know in advance. I apologize if I get a little distracted. Uh, my my Grizzlies are playing the Warriors right now, and and it's on the TV in front of us. So I try not to trying to not pay too much attention to that. But go Grizz! So and and they're winning at the moment. I'm sure if you're listening to this, you're like, oh, that guy doesn't know what he's in for yet because they lose. Because Steph Curry's amazing. But uh, but yeah, so I want to talk about loving your neighbor. So, Dalen, if you want to read Matthew 22, I think I can't read my own handwriting. I think that's verses 36 through 40. And you said I can't see. <laughs> well, I can, I, can see the, I can see the Matthew part really well. It's my numbers aren't the best. And to be fair, it when I said I could see it really well, um, there's a lot more sunlight coming in than, than there yeah. is right now. <laughs> no, yeah, so. I'm <laughs> but yeah, if you want to read Matthew, uh, that was Matthew verses. <laughs> All right. Uh, Matthew 22, verse 36. Teacher, what command in the law is the greatest? He said to him, love the Lord your God with all your heart with all your soul, and with all your mind. This is the greatest and most important command. The second is like it. Love your neighbor as yourself. All the law 
and the prophets depend on these two commands. Yeah, sorry about that uh, noise in the background. That's uh, my my four year old daughter in another room. So I mean, we're in a really cool official studio, not in my living room at all. But <laughs> yeah, so yeah, so that that makes it pretty clear. I also want to read Roman, and we're, we're going to come back to to this verse. Uh, and if you want to be looking at while I'm reading this, if you want to be looking up James two eight. Dalen, I, um, I'm going to read Romans 13, verses 8 through 10. Owe no one anything except to love each other, for the one who loves another has fulfilled the law. For the commandments, you shall not commit adultery, you shall not murder, you shall not steal, you shall not covet, and any other commandment are summed up in this word. You shall love your neighbor as yourself. Love does no wrong to a neighbor. Therefore, love is the fulfilling of the law. Uh, we're we're going to dive a little deeper into to what that means here in a second. But, Dalen, if you want to read James 2.8. Indeed, if you fulfill the royal law prescribed in the scripture, love your neighbor as yourself, you are doing well. Yeah, so why... Got one more to uh, uh, go to Leviticus. Leviticus, sorry. Where it all started. <laughs> uh, Leviticus 19, I believe it's 18. Yes, Leviticus 19, 18. Uh, do not take revenge or, or bear... Sorry, let me start over. Do not take revenge or bear a grudge against a member of your community, but love your neighbor as yourself. I am the Lord. Okay. So, first of all, before we move into the why, I want to kind of define what this means. Uh, and to do that, we've got to, obviously, we, we kind of know what love means. We kind of know uh, the understanding of this is, you know, love, it's a unconditional kind of showing kindness towards. It's kind of what it's getting at. Unconditionally showing kindness, putting above yourself, that kind of thing is what what we're being called to do. Obviously it's a different kind of love than, you know, you, you love your spouse. Yeah. But that's, that's what we're being called to do. Um, who is our neighbor? Um, I, I would say that what he's referring to by saying, love your neighbor is basically love everyone, love everyone as you love yourself. And that definitely, 100%, no matter how you define it, that definitely means your actual neighbors. Um, there is a, <laughs> there's a call to love. Well, what if I live out in the country? <laughs> well, it's a call to, to really to love the people that you're having contact with, that you're around. It's kind of what it's, what it's saying. Love the people around you love the people that you come in contact with the people that you see the people that you have conversations with the people wherever that may be love them so you mean to tell me god doesn't want me to live in the middle of the woods by myself um maybe for a season he might call someone to that uh <laughs> i don't th long term i think uh there's i think it's probably better to be around people for a lot of reasons, for community reasons, for um, to be able to fulfill our evangelistic callings. For all those, there there has to be people around. So, uh, so yeah, so so it's not just gonna be me and God in heaven. 
Uh, that's according to, to your theology. <laughs> I think there's going to be times you're going to feel like it, and that's going to be awesome. But um, but yeah, so so your neighbor we would define as definitely as it's your actual neighbors, but really it's the people that are you're around, the people that you come in contact with. Uh, that those those people, everybody, uh, we say your neighbor is everybody that's not yourself. We are called to love, um, and love. I think there's a there's a unconditional kind of calling here. What this is, it's it's not love the neighbors that you agree with. It's not love the love your neighbor as long as they voted for the same candidate as you did it's not love your neighbor as long as they're as long as they love you too as long as they're nice to you it's not love your neighbor you know as as long as they're it's not even love your neighbor as long as they're a christian it is just love people unconditional a unconditional action of putting others above yourself in your own mind it's a a a action of mentally thinking high more highly higher thinking higher that's not that's better than more highly <laughs> yeah thinking higher of higher of others than you think of yourself thinking better of others than you think of uh, yourself, and it's and he's not saying think think poorly of yourself, um, but he's saying think highly of others. Um, so, is is the call here? So uh, I guess to expound further on what, on what David is uh, explaining, agape, uh, which David is explaining that unconditional type of love that we are called to have for one another. Uh, that's the love that David is. Excuse me, saying that the Bible is prescribing us to have is agape, and that's the Greek word for that type of love. Uh, he's not talking about the philia or filio type of love, and we know that Philadelphia, the city of Philadelphia, the root there is filio, so the city of brotherly love. We're not talking about a love that you have with a close companion or a family member. Uh, that you are supposed to have with the community of God, but he's talking about, like he said, uh, an agape love that you don't necessarily, like he said, give to them because they are a part of your community or your family. Uh, but because like he said, God has first loved us. So we are commanded to exhibit that same sacrificial, uh, love to others. I, I guess I'll give an example of, my job, uh, you know, I, I'm a meat cutter. So with that being said, I deal with the public. So more often than not, most of the customers come in are nice, uh, say they say their please and thank yous, their yes sir, and whatnot. Uh, you know, very hospitable, very nice to deal with, uh, generous and loving people. Then you might have the one person that comes in, feels entitled. They won't even ask you for anything. They'll simply say, I need this or cut me this, which is understandable because they're in a place that gives service to them. Uh, but it's just a simple fact that they might not exhibit the same uh, commonalities as others does. Or not commonalities, but the same 
Courtesies. Yeah, courtesies. There you go. So, for me, I have to love and be generous to that person who's not necessarily being as nice as that other person or even might be rude to me. Uh, They might disregard me speaking to them as I, as they walk into the store, but then figure out they need something and figure out they have to talk to me. So I still have to be nice to them, uh, serve them with gladness, serve them with a smile, uh, get them what they want. So that's a very minuscule example of what we're supposed to do as Christians, but it serves well to say that all customers are the same coming in the store so that's how we should look at others to us uh, our neighbors aren't necessarily uh who i view as a neighbor it's who comes in contact with me so it's, it's not necessarily based on me it's based on anybody else whoever i come into contact with is my neighbor uh, i have to be neighborly towards them uh it's not like the parable that Jesus gave uh, with the Good Samaritan. Uh, that's the whole purpose that he illustrated that is to show that the Samaritan, obviously despised by Jews, hated by Jews, uh, even though they were similar or, or, or had the same kin uh, somewhere down the road, still called dogs, uh, mutts, and those things. But this person who was despised by the Jews chose to do what the other Jews didn't do. So that's what Jesus was illustrating in that example is that uh, the one who was least expected of to do for this person is the one who did do. Uh, And of course, Christians aren't the least expected to do, but modern uh, consensus about most Christians isn't well. So that's just something that we have to work on to show the world that we really are in a loving business and not just uh, anybody that claims to be Christians, but any anybody who has breath. And that's why we bring a, um, a guy that's about to have his MDF so he can break down the Greek, the Greek for us. But uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah, and this this is one of the things. I mean, really, obviously, these these two great commandments, like that's what sets Christians apart from other Christians. Is um, you know we we love God and we love we love people, and I mean everybody. Um, typically, everybody Christian non Christian loves the people that love them. Also, um, what's what's different about us is that we love those, and, and this. This I really want to emphasize. Um, we don't just love people that don't love us. We are actually called to love the people that hate us. Um, we are actually called to uh, love love our, our enemies. And um, and sometime I'd like to, this is a different subject, but sometime I'd like to break down the, the call to love our enemies um, with kind of put it in position against the some of the the prayers and psalms of David seeming to ask God to to do harm to his enemies. The imprecatory and, and, psalms. Yeah. How how do those two things? Uh, but that's that's got some depth to it, and that's for another another podcast some other time. So if if y'all are interested in that, but yeah. So back to loving your neighbor. So why do we uh, why do we love 
love our neighbor? Uh, what is our what is our motivation behind this? And, and the the first one I want to talk about is obviously uh, because we have been loved greatly, um, and, and and God and His love for us, and Jesus and His love for us. That's our example in how to love others. You know, we again, He didn't. It it wasn't just that He loved people that were indifferent to Him, but He loved his enemies we were his enemies and he loved us and he loved us so much that it has his love for us is so great that now we love him back because he loved us so much uh so that's kind of our 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 model our um our example in how to love love your neighbor uh, so I'm going to read John 15, as it gets darker, I'm having more trouble reading my handwriting. Uh, John 15, 12 uh, says, This is my commandment, that you love one another as I have loved you. Uh, 1 John four nineteen is filibuster, filibuster. We love because he first loved us. Um, so that that's our, our motivation is we have been shown great love. We were, like I said, we were God's enemy, and yet he loved us. And so we should love others. How can we? Uh, it doesn't, it, I mean, you've got, come on, please tell me. Like, you've got to see the hypocrisy of claiming to be a Christian. So you're claiming to have been shown Great love from God, uh, despite you being his enemy, yet your people that disagree with you, you show hatred towards. Like, you, you've got to see the hypocrisy in that. Uh, or even, not only that, like, that that love is so great, love to a people that didn't love him back initially. Like, I mean, it that's you've got to love even people that that are indifferent towards you like you've just got you've got to love like christian like you've got to be um full of love i don't know i think i I see what you're saying and if you if you're aware of like you said the love that we've been extended and we received if we are are in christ then yeah you should be aware of the hypocrisy but with Christian nationalism being so prominent as far as in the pulpits and in the schools and in books and in homes that Christians are just like, or I guess I'll say by claiming the title Christian makes you uh, something other than what you were and not really necessarily being called to live out what an actual Christian does. Then, the, then that problem arises. So if, like you said, uh, sure is hypocrisy. Hypocrisy. Hip- hypocrisy. hypocrisy. <laughs> I'm, I'm sorry. I'm, I'm thinking ahead. So, yeah. <laughs> okay, sorry. Yeah. Hypocrisy. Uh, um, That's going on the blooper, blooper reel. <laughs> uh, hypocrisy. But as I said again, you know, if, if it's not being taught that how you started off about us loving because we have been loved and 
you know, God loved us while we were yet sinners, while we were yet enemies in our sins. God still extended that offer, knowing full well ahead of time that there would be plenty of people who claim to be Christians, but still live in a way that shows that they aren't, but still give them that offer of forgiveness and love. You know, it's so, I mean, unless people are taught the depths of I guess like you said, the the reality of Christ being love, you know, I they might not be aware of that hypocrisy. Yeah. And and that right there is why Christian nationalism, you can't see I'm throwing up quotation marks, is not Christian. They can feel it. <laughs> yeah. 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 You can you can sense it. You can you can hear it. Um it's not Christian. Uh, because there's there's no love like with without the loving your neighbor like it's there's no Christian yeah uh, there's no you're not following if listen to me if you're not loving people you're not following Jesus mm-hmm. like there's no like you those those two things I mean go hand in hand definitions don't work like uh, toothpaste you can't just roll it up and continue to try to make it do what you want to you know definitions are clear and concrete is what david is saying you know christian of course it means follower of christ but by being a follower of christ you live love uh so that's exactly what david is saying you know you can't you can't have the cake and eat it too it's pretty much what he's trying to say Mm, cake sounds good right now like some ice cream cake Oh man, uh, yeah. Sorry. Anyways, um, so our second motivation. So why? Because God has loved us, and He is our example. Second is because it it, it fulfills the law. Um, basically, what, what uh, those verses I read in Romans. Um, we're not going to spend a, a ton of time here. Just kind of want to make this point. Um, that is Romans eight. Well, while you're looking it up, another quick one. It's I would thirteen. Say. I apologize. Go ahead. Excuse me. It's because humans are in the image of God, so that that's mm, a whole other. That's it, good. Yeah, that's a whole other uh, discourse right there that could be spawned from that. But because humans are not just biological evolutionary animals, product of whatever means of naturalism, materialism, uh, whatever that may be, that we were placed here by God, created by God. Uh, in the image of God, then we are called to love image bearers. Hmm. Yeah, which also means if you're not loving your neighbor, you're not loving God. Exactly. This is exactly what that Boom. implies. Yeah, it's, like, that's, like there's, yeah. there's, that's just the way that's, it is. If you're not loving people, <laughs> if you're not loving His image, you're not. How can you say you're loving Him? That, that that really hits home right there when you put it like that, Dave. Um, Galatians, so so it, it fulfills the law. Galatians five fourteen kind of sums all that up. For the whole law is fulfilled in one word: you shall love your neighbor as yourself. Um, that's a few more than one words there, Paul. But uh, but yeah, you get the gist. <laughs> like, um, so yeah, that's the the complete law. All the commands were given. In, in the Old Testament, like the law can be summed up in love your neighbor as yourself. Uh, so that's how that you want to be obedient to God. You want to be obedient to Christ. You, you 
I want to look like him. That's what we're called to do is love people uh, as, as ourselves. I think that is one word in the Greek. Uh, I'm pretty sure. I'm sure it is. Yeah. So it, it, I just not thought like about a, that. Yeah. yeah. When you said, I'm, that, I'm sure it is. Yeah. I'm sure Paul was it, <laughs> yeah. but it just sounds funny in the English. Yeah. Like this one word, here's eight <laughs> words. Yeah. It's, it's, I'm trying to remember the tense and all that good stuff, but yeah, it's pretty sure it's one word in the Greek. So, yeah. So it fulfills the law. Um, so now I want to talk about just kind of in closing, practically, like in, in our culture, in our in our um, age, what does this, what does loving your neighbor look like in kind of different scenarios? And so we're going to, since we're already kind of, you know, we don't have a ton of time left unless we're going to go on super long, I'm going to kind of just kind of go through some different examples as quick as I can. Uh, I think right now in 2021, um, especially in recency, Recently, recency? I don't know what word that was. Uh, blooper reel. Saving that one. Yeah, so it would be whether you wear a mask or not. I believe that it, and how, just kind of how you handle the restrictions placed on us. Look, I know, I, this is probably going to make some people mad. I know it's uncomfortable. Like I just I just went to Disney World a couple weeks ago, had to wear a mask the whole time. It was awful. It was awful. It was hot. It was but yeah. Probably not gonna go back to Disney World until I don't have to wear a mask the whole time. Like it, it it's no fun. I get it. But if your comfort, your personal comfort is more important to you, or even your belief that no one should tell you what to do. If your personal, even your personal freedom, if your personal freedom is more important to you than your neighbor, there's an issue there. There's a disconnect. That you're not loving your neighbor. You are telling your neighbor, me, my freedoms, what I think, my politics, my whatever is more important than you. Um. So I, that's just that's just kind of been my view on it. Like again, I don't I don't like being told what to do by the government on situations like this. I don't. I mean, it's super uncomfortable to wear a mask, but hey, I'm gonna love my neighbor. Like I'm gonna, you know, try to not get potentially get them sick. <laughs> like I'm gonna also try to respect you know the authority figure. All, all that. Like it's just. Just love your neighbor, and that's that's an easy, easy, easy way uh, to do it. So that's an easy one. Okay, this is this is a, a hard this is a touchy subject. Let's say that we are called to love people. I know this is going to be mind blowing. We are called to love people that don't look like us. I know that's kind of a, a radical statement because uh, we tend to only want to. Love people that look like us, like the same things as us, have the you same mean, culture. You mean just like me if I looked in the mirror? Yeah. Or... <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm talking skin color is what I'm talking. <laughs> I don't know. I'm just, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I've been trying to play the advocate here. Yeah. So. Uh, yeah, so Dalen said you should only love people of your own race. So that's what he's saying, right? That's what you... Well, you, there's <laughs> the only one race. So, yeah. I mean, I agree. Uh, yeah, yeah, okay. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. yeah. But y'all know what I mean, right? Love, love people um, that don't – and this is – 
Okay, this again might make some people mad. Love people. We are called to love our neighbors, even if our neighbors became our neighbors uh, because they were trying to better their family and did it in an illegal way. We're still called to love those people. We're still called to love people that are fleeing uh, difficult times from their own country. We're still called to love people that don't speak English. We're still called like our <laughs> don't speak a lick of English. Yeah, <laughs> like we're called to love those people, and unconditionally, like we're called to. I, I heard. I can't remember who it was that said this. I think it was a, it was actually it was a lady at our church when they're talking about uh, some like critical race theory and stuff like that. And she said that you know the the fight for equality in the country that so many people are you know you hear a fight for equality and then people associate that with communism and all this stuff. And she said, as Christians, we're not supposed to fight for equality. We're supposed to fight to put others above us. Like, we're not supposed to see ourselves as equal. We're supposed to see others and love others more than ourselves. See others as greater than us. Like that. And I, I thought that was awesome. Like, how different would, how different would America be if that was what Christians did? Instead of Christians fight that our government should treat, you know, certain groups of people differently or fight that we should continue to get, you know, the, all the opportunities we've got. Well, if we fought to like love, love our neighbors, <laughs> like what if that was our priority, that that was more important to us. Loving our neighbors was more important than keeping, you know, our perceived, um, you know, our perceived just rights as being born in a certain country. Um, so again, I know people are going to be mad at that, but that's just, I think that's what loving your neighbor, I think that's part of what that means. Um, what does loving your neighbor look like in, uh, I've got, you know, in evangelism, um, you know, I feel like your, your evangelism would, again, the more you look like Jesus, the more, uh, productive, I think your evangelism is going to be. Or I'll say is it'll be uh, keeping you honest. So hmm. say, for instance, me and you were roomies and we lived in this house. On the right was a couple, uh, blue collar. Is that, that's, that's a good one, ain't it? Blue collar workers. You know, one's a teacher, the other's an electrician. And then to the left of us. Is. We love we love teachers, by the way. Uh, <laughs> y'all y'all deserve more money. Sorry, go ahead. Um, and then to the left of us is the trap house. We shouldn't shy away from the felons or ex-cons or whoever it might be to the left of us by spreading and loving on them and spreading the gospel towards them. And I only do it to the ones on the right, but be just as uh, and just as as intent as and purposeful and intentional uh on sharing and living a godly example even if we don't speak to them every day excuse me but between both families or both houses uh just being able to show that example of 
loving a neighbor. So that means, you know, inviting them to church or uh, maybe not necessarily over inside your house, depending on, you know, what they were convicted of or whatnot. Uh, but still be able to share with them, be real with them, be transparent with them. Now, if it was a trap house, you know, you might not necessarily want to be over there because you might be over there at the wrong time, but just got to be careful. So, I, yeah, that's good, man. I you want to know if your your church, if your church is is loving, if the group of people at your church, if you're loving your neighbors well, um, it, one way to tell that is if your church is doing that well, then your church is going to look like the neighborhood it's in. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. Not going to be people driving yeah. from twenty, thirty miles out. Yeah, and it's know. or how you yeah. you how you often see you know churches that ju- you know you'll have a. <laughs> I mean, we we see it in our in our area in our community. Most of the churches. I mean, our community is a pretty diverse community. I mean, it's. Um, I mean, it. I would say very diverse. I say most of the schools. In this area, most of the non-private schools, most of the public schools are very, very diverse um, in a lot of different ways. And almost all of the churches are not. <laughs> Say that again. <laughs> and so you, like, what that means is that just not loving their neighbors as well as they should be. Um, and, and that I think, I mean, I know there's, there's some challenges to that, but the challenges are worth it. <laughs> like, this is what we're called to do. This is what we're called to be. Like, it's worth it. It's going to take, it's not going to come naturally. It's not going to come easy. Nothing, there's nothing in your Christian walk that comes easy. Like, it's going to be difficult. It's going to be hard. It's going to, loving your neighbor requires a huge amount of sacrifice. But okay. it's worth it. <laughs> Exactly. Jesus is worth it. Your neighbors are worth it. God's glory is worth it. Uh, last thing I want to talk about. Yeah, what does this look like, guys? Love your online neighbors. <laughs> like, love your love people that disagree with you or that have different views than you on social media. Love people that are hating on you on social media like love love your neighbors on social media like we're called that's not a i know we tend to view like social media or online as a place where we can say whatever we want to because it's not face to face not like we're called to love those are still people on you know the other end of those keyboards like and we're called to love them uh actually we should see that that the online the internet has given us an opportunity to love more people, and yet we typically use it to do the opposite. So I need to delete my troll account? Yes, absolutely. <laughs> yeah, yeah. so just don't, if you can just, one thing you get from this, just don't be a troll. Like, no. <laughs> yes, but, exactly. <laughs> we are not called to live under a bridge. Yes. Yeah, in any way, like a troll, like a troll from The Hobbit, like just any kind of troll. Just trolls aren't good. There's never, <laughs> like just, <laughs> just trolls are just never good in any, in any situation. But, uh, but yeah, so that's all we got. We run out of time. Like we, this is something that's important to us. We'll probably expand on it more, uh, at some point mm-hmm. we're, 
our desire is to kind of through, you know, these discussions kind of create a, a community to talk about this. Like if you, Hey, go follow us on social media, whether you're listening to this on sports and Jesus or to live as Christ, like we've got social media stuff for both of them. Uh, like let's, let's, let's talk about this. Like let's give us more ideas, give us more examples of, of cool ways that we can, we can love y'all that you've been able to love neighbors in a, in a creative way. Like I, I know it's, it's been hard in a pandemic when you, you can't have a lot of you, we haven't been able to have a lot of physical contact with people, but, uh, there's still ways, ways that we can do it. So, uh, this is important guys. Um, Jesus is worth it. God's glory is worth it. Uh, yep. We're out. We will uh, catch y'all on the flippy flip. Yeah. I do tell them, though, girl. But I don't do that there, though. Leg up. At times my face gets low and my face it just shows. Don't the statements don't. I'ma say it because I know. I got a show off in Christ. I got a show off in Christ. I got a show off in Christ. I see promise eternal life. Though some nights get bleak, there are days that get cold. I will rest in the wings of the Savior because I Some distorting, but Christ be the surest. I'm backing on my insurance on him.